Moines. Now, today's biggest stories from the BMW of Des Moines Sports Desk. This is an X's and O's update on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. And I'm Trent Condon. Iowa State sophomore guard Tyrese Halliburton helped lead Team USA to a 116-66 win against Latvia. Halliburton had 5.6 assists, 4 rebounds, and 2 steals in the win for the under-19 team that advances on to the quarterfinals. The Iowa wrestling team will be welcoming in a transfer as former Penn State Nittany Lion Gavin Teasdale makes his way to the University of Iowa. The number one ranked prospect in the 2018 class comes to Iowa City with four years of eligibility. Yesterday, Women's World Cup semifinal. USA against the Brits. Lovely ball, Morgan. Fabulous goal. Alex Morgan on her 30th birthday. The call from FIFA TV as USA moves to the championship on Sunday. To MLB, the Cubs down early to the Pirates before a rain delay. The rains didn't help. A fly ball toward the wall and right. Come on, baby. And out goes Frazier. He does stay hot. A three-run homer. The call from AT&T Sports Pittsburgh as the Pirates win it 5-1. To Cincinnati with Milwaukee in town, and Christian Yelich does it again. Yelich hammers one to the opposite field. Way back at number 31 for Christian Yelich. Reds come roaring back to tie it, then in the 11th, win it here. And a bouncing ball down the right field line. This is not going to score fleet, but it'll get him to third base. And the Glacier said, ball circle through the injured. Here comes Fleet. He is going to score. Reds win. Reds win. Reds win on the legs of Yassiel Fleet. The calls from Fox Sports Wisconsin and Fox Sports Ohio. Reds 5-4 over the Brewers. Late last night, the Twins fell to the A's 8-6. And the Cardinals dropped game one against the Mariners 5-4. Stay up to date at KXNO.com and all day on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Live from the Wild Rose Casino and Resort Jefferson Studios, you'd rather be here. This is 1460 KXNO. Keep up with KXNO on Twitter and Facebook. Go to KXNO.com to learn more from 1460 KXNO. Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back to Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, with you here until noon, coming up in about 20 minutes. David Kaplan from NBC Sports Chicago and ESPN 1000, he'll join us. Uh, Cappy was taped at about 8.40 this morning, full disclosure, uh, as we um, have to tape Cappy's. He's on the air the same time we are. Mark Morehouse is live, however, as he joins the program as we talk a little Hawkeyes. Hello, Mark, Trent, and Ken. How are you? I'm great, and I am I am live. Yes, you are live. <laughs> Indeed you are. What do you got planned for the weekend? Uh, let me see. Um, got a decent interview and opportunity to do some cool Hawkeyes on Friday. Yes. And then uh, Saturday I am uh, going to the farmer's market and going to hang out at the Gazette uh, stand at the farmer's market in Cedar Rapids at 1030. So I, I've got a busy weekend, but... I'm going to have fun tomorrow. Uh, basic, my wife's been in Scotland uh, mm-hmm. for about 12 days, so I, I'm down to, like, uh, uh, lettuce that might <laughs> it is questionable. Yeah. So I'm going to get out the drill the grill and just mess around with some uh, animals that, are, that used to be alive and 
They're not live. They will be in my belly. Uh, sounds like a plan to me. Uh, let's uh, let's talk some Hawks, Mark. And, in, you know, as I, as I take a look at the – I saw the over-under total come out at 7.5, and, and, boy, it seems like it's always 7.5, doesn't it, uh, that that's the number. And that's probably the right number on this edition of the Hawkeyes. You know, when I take a look at the skill positions, and then I, I, I just kind of zeroed in on the running backs because didn't you – I think most people would say that there's – room for improvement there, that this group underachieved last year, regardless who it is, maybe Sargent overachieved, um, you know, when you take into consideration when he got to the program, and I think by the end of the year, he seemed to be the guy, but I think that there's maybe a, this is a position that, not that you shouldn't overlook, but maybe they'll be better than we anticipate, because if you think back last year, we thought Kelly Martin was going to be a terrific player. And Torin Young provided him a great change of pace. We expected more last year, didn't get it. Might this year they wake up a little bit and maybe overachieve? I don't know. Well, Ken, I think it's this. It's math. And last year, when Kelly Martin got hurt, he got hurt twice. He had a concussion and had an ankle injury, I think, in the first game, third quarter of the first game. So they really only had about two and a half running backs and maybe two all of last year, and that would have been Torrin Young's first crack at being the man. And I would say in camp, uh, they like the other they, they like the other guys who are faster. And I, I, let's just leave it at that. And that's, I think, that why Torrin Young never really got a shot. Uh, Makai Sargent, I think you'd have to say, really came through for him mm-hmm. on a lot of levels. And, but, but is he an elite Big Ten back? Probably not. So th- that's what you had to work with last year. The difference between this year and last year, the pool's deeper, much deeper. You have two true freshmen who come, are coming in from the southeast, so they're very intriguing, uh, Tyler Goodson and uh, Shadrick Bird, just because of where they're from and their new bodies. People are going to be very interested to see what they can do. Um, but the pool's bigger. Uh, Henry Guile could maybe be a thing. So they have six scholarship running backs. The pool's deeper, and uh, you know what? It's like fishing. You keep you cat. The first one you catch is probably not going to be the biggest one. You keep cat. You keep casting until you catch the big one. And I think it's going to be running back by hot hand. And I think the hot hands will. I don't know. They give the schedule. They get in the Big Ten schedule the second game of the year this year. So there's not a lot of time to really. Okay, let's see what this what you got because you know they're Big Ten starts and then Iowa State. You know they're really off fast so. Uh, I think camp is going to be hugely important for running back. Another position I want to get your thoughts on is linebacker. There's only two starting linebacker spots. I'm sure there will be times this year we'll see linebackers, three linebackers on the field like the old days, but in the move to the four-two-five defense in that cash position, there's going to be an odd man out. When you look at Colbert, who I thought was really good a year ago during his first really getting his feet wet out there, you couple that with Welch, Barrington Wade, and of course Nick Neiman, who needs to stay healthy. I mean, that's a lot of players not even getting into the young guys that aren't going to see playing time outside of special teams. How does that shake out with the linebacker group? Who are the two starters, and then the rest of the position group going forward? I think, uh, sorry, the pool for the starters. I think you're looking at inside linebackers, and I think Nick Neiman will be one of them. Uh, and then I think, uh, oh, uh, I'm blanking. You just said his name. I'm blanking on it now. Colbert, uh, the kid, yeah, Colbert, Colbert, Jaimin uh, Colbert. I think he, I think those two have a chance to be the guys. I think Christian Welch will have a chance, a great chance to be the guys. But what you're looking at the difference between this year and last year, linebacker is uh, there's just fewer jobs. 
I mean, there's two jobs. There's both inside linebacker jobs. The other guy is going to be a, a corner this year, or maybe a safety, probably a corner. And so, you know, Kelvin Bell kind of got my attention this spring when he said, okay, we're not going to have defensive ends anymore. We're going to have edge defenders. And then we saw in the spring practice a couple of guys, uh, walk-on kid, I can't remember his name, Joe something, and then a guy like uh, Jalen McDonald, Jaden McDonald, I'm sorry, who uh, really got on the edge, and they use him as a defender, a guy maybe they can get a little burst on, uh, on a third down. Uh, Three-four looking thing, but only in, only in look. But, but it's, uh, I think they're, looking, they're trying to find things for these guys to do. And if you listen to the, anybody on defense, any defensive coach, turn off, they're going to they're gonna talk about how linebackers build the core of the special teams, and that is very true, too. So you're going to see a bunch of 40s on the special teams, and you're going to see two inside linebackers, probably Neiman, maybe, and then it's probably between Welsh and, and Colbert. And then uh, some edge defenders, which I'm very intrigued by, Trent. I, it's using your available materials mm-hmm. and putting them to use the best way you can. And I think, uh, I think there's such a premium in getting the quarterback. And you guys saw Purdue. I mean, two seconds, the ball's out. Mm. Why not to see? Why not see if these guys have something that they can give you there? Hmm. I want to go back to the offense, Mark, because you know, and they got a senior quarterback, as we know. I think the offensive line's terrific. They got two outstanding tackles. We talked about the running game, and I, I think it's going to be better, maybe than some think. Receiver wise, 140 receptions have left the program. One due to graduation and easily, and two of them left eligibility on the table, and were both first round picks at the tight ends. Who's going to be the guy? Is is this Brandon Smith that we you know we're doing this time uh, this time next year? Well, Brandon Smith led the receiver group uh, by a significant margin. Who's that going to be? Yeah, great question. I think it's probably going to be more even than ever. But I, I do think Brandon Smith should probably be the lead guy because he he's got the most. He had probably he had the most targets last year. I don't have that in front of me. I apologize, but uh, he had the more of uh, the guys coming back. He had the most targets. Uh, he was the most consistent. Um, he got open. He found. He really made space. You go back to the catch against uh, oh uh, Maryland. I mean, what a catch that was! I mean, what a play that was! And so he found. He knows how to make him make space for himself. You've seen those catches, and so I think I want to see more of that. I think the offense needs more of that. Smith Marset. He's a little more inconsistent, and as a receiver, and you know, and now is he maybe his best value as a returner, but. He really needs to be a good receiver for the Hawkeyes. He needs to catch. If he, the closer he is to 30 catches, the more productive he is, the more this offense is moving chains. And then I think that between Nico Regani and Tyrone Tracy, those are probably your four wide receivers. Mm-hmm. Um, if Oliver Martin eligible, well, then it's learning the offense and, see, and then competing with, uh, likely competing with Regani and Tyrone Tracy for time at the slot. So, I think those are the guys. I think maybe Max uh, uh, Walk uh, Cooper, Max Cooper. I think maybe he gets a little bit of a look. But after that, I, you noticed last year they didn't play six guys. They only played like four or five. I think it's going to stay that way. Mark Morehouse joining us from the Cedar Rapids Gazette. Mark, you know it's the off season. We get into some more wide ranging topics and some big picture things. The future, Kirk Ferentz, and when he's going to hang it up. Be it one, two, ten years down the line. That's speculation for another day. But what I want to get into with you here is there's many people that are of the opinion that Brian's just going to take over, that he'll be the heir apparent, and he will get the job. If it is in the beginning of that range, one, two, three years, why isn't Phil Parker part of that conversation? A great defensive coordinator, I think, has taken that defense to even another level from what Norm Parker did 
Why isn't Phil ever considered when, when that topic gets broached? He's doing what he wants to do. He, he wants to call defenses. He loves the challenge. Uh, he loves that uh, bond with players. Um, and, and then you, know, you can go back. Oh, let me see. I, uh, Charles Godfrey, I started writing these stories way back in hmm. the early 2000s about uh, Phil's guys. So he yells at them. He, he's tough on them, but they love him. So, And if you look at the results over the years, he's put a lot of guys in the NFL. He's going to continue to put a lot of guys in the NFL. Players want to play for him. Um, there is some attrition there because it's highly competitive. Uh, I, I think he's doing what he wants to do. And, and I will say this about uh, future Iowa head coach. I'll just say this. You know, Brian Ferris is pro- a pretty good, too good, maybe a really great offensive coordinator. I don't know. One thing you don't hear is job offers coming his way. You just don't mm-hmm. hear that. You don't hear yeah. a lot of job offers about the assistant. So what does that tell you? It tells you that the plan is in place. So maybe, maybe, I don't know. I, I think the plan is in place and that uh, you don't hear a lot about that kind of stuff because he's saying no. I mean, there's, there's a, the light isn't on, the sign isn't up. And so I think that that's a kind of a clue to maybe what could be. Uh, Mark, we're in July, as you know. Has there in, been any update on ticket sales, whether it be season tickets? Or, I'm not sure individual games are on sale yet. Uh, they may be. I don't know. Uh, but have you heard any update as to – because, look, they don't have the best schedule to sell. They don't. I mean, Penn State, I'll give you that. Uh, Purdue's got some players, Minnesota. But, you know, there's, there's a whole lot of yuck on there. There's no, there's no Nebraska. There's no Wisconsin. Northwestern. Iowa State moves the needle. Um, not the best schedule to sell. Have you heard any update as to how it's being sold? I have not. Um, probably in Chicago uh, in a few weeks, or oh, I don't know if there's any availability being done. And, and some enterprise and reporter will make that call eventually. I don't really have a sense for it. Um, I think a couple things could affect that. I think what you said, Ken, is exactly right. It's not a super sexy home schedule, and that's just a fact, but it is the Hawkeyes, and this Really, it's a party, and it's the only thing going on in the state a lot of times outside of Ames. So uh, it, it has that draw. But I also think, you know, it's, they're opening up the, the north end zone, and maybe that brings some uh, interest or uh, just some just to see what new, 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 new Kinnick looks like. So uh, I think, I think you know what, probably mid-60s, probably where it'll settle this year, I would guess, unless the team goes on a run. And then... It's going to be set off every time. Mark, final thing. Uh, listen to the podcast, two hours of entertainment. Well, about an hour of entertainment because I listen to you guys on double speed, so you guys sound like chipmunks when you're talking. <laughs> but fire through that thing as you and Scott, as you do uh, all throughout the year, talk Iowa athletics. And you went down a an interesting rabbit hole about the construction story of Kinnick Stadium, well, Iowa Field back in the day, and the yeah. horses that were apparently – yeah. Buried underneath. So is this is this a story we're going to see here in August? Maybe, probably not. No, I, <laughs> I, I just think I look at I look at the available content that schools have. Every school has, uh, and I think Iowa. What kind of opened my eyes? What else did Iowa have? Was the new uniform or the the alternative uniforms with the wing? I love that they brought that back. I love that they gave a little kind of nod to something that. At the time, I think we all can agree. I think, Trent, you probably have a very sad opinion. Those didn't really work at the time. No. I don't remember a lot of people were uh, saying, yeah, bring those out. <laughs> in fact, the only the only team that still uses an Apex logo is the New England Patriots. A lot of people don't know that. Uh, I, I love that they brought that back and had a nod to it. You know what that does? That's an automatic. Who do you think of 
in the wings. You, you think of Tim Dwight. Mm-hmm. You think of Cedric Shaw. Davian Banks. You think of some really, yeah, some really great players played in those played in the wings. So uh, you, you get a chance to kind of access that era. I think it's, it's brilliant. The horses thing. I think that could be uh, Iowa's superhero deal, and, and I'm thinking like uh, Ron Howard and Hollywood director right now. But I think that could be really something for Iowa. They were really creative um, and, and really wanted to take a chance, maybe a little bit, because that'd be that'd be a story you'd have to tell and get pe- get people excited about. Because you know that's that's your history. That's Kinnick Stadium was built by horses. What an amazing little pe- cultural artifact that this program has to work with. I, I had no idea. It's the first I've ever heard of that. that. That's really good stuff. Mark, we'll see you two weeks from tomorrow in Chicago. Big Ten Media Days, yeah. but we'll grab you next week if your schedule allows. Enjoy your long yeah. weekend. Thank you, Mark. Take care, guys. Good to talk to you. Mark Morehouse, Cedar Rapids Gazette. That's fascinating. I had no idea. Horses as they died during the work. Yeah. Buried runners. Just left them where they lie. Yep. Wow. Yeah, there's got to be a tool, right? Isn't there? Um, sure there is. Uh, some kind of tool that you can not see through the, you can see the different, oh, I'm sure I've watched it on, uh, what's Channel 570 on DirecTV? I'm not Smithsonian. The okay. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Profit Organization. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. All right, welcome back. It's time to talk to our buddy David Kaplan. He joins us from Chicago, brought to us by Centurion Stone of Iowa. The Cubs, uh, 20 up and 27 down in their last 47. They will send their stopper to the bump tonight, uh, try and end this streak. That's right, you Darvish. Well, at least he's on the road, Cap. He never wins at home if you're trying to find that silver lining. What is wrong with this team? I know we don't have a lot of time, 10 or 12 minutes, but uh, by the way, something, something is rotten uh, inside that clubhouse. Yeah, something's rotten is they're not good enough. And I think they're an exceptionally overrated baseball team right now. They're not awful, but they're not good enough. And so for me, as a general manager, team president, Theo and Jed, uh, they have to look in the mirror and they have to be honest with themselves. And I think they are. I think Theo and Jed are very good at filtering out the excess noise and all the nonsense and the talk shows and everything else and going, guys, If we add, pick the guys, let's say it's Whit Merrifield, let's say it's Will Smith. If we add those guys and we stay healthy, are we good enough to win the World Series? And if the answer to that question from Theo and Jed is, no, I don't think we are, then don't give away your assets, Mm -hmm. make tough decisions, and move on and trade guys away rather than bringing guys in. That's a tough thing for people to admit, but I'm just telling you that if they're really honest with themselves, they got to make that decision and they got to make the right one. Speaking of roster construction, you know, you, you look up and down and there's holes. What is the most pressing need? You mentioned second base and possibly going that direction. What's the one need that you look at and say, they got to get this thing fixed and fixed soon? 
Yeah, the offense. The mm-hmm. offense is too spotty. What, I mean, one uh, last night they get one run. The night before, you know, look, I love Chris Bryant as much as anybody. Slumping. He comes up with the bases loaded. They're down 7-4. You know it's going to be a long bullpen night because Alzali did not have it. And he pops up to second base. MVP candidates have to come through in that type of situation. It, it hasn't happened. He does look, and I'm not again. I'm not denigrating him. He's a really good baseball player. But it, if you look at the best players in the game, pick them: Mike Trout or Mookie Betts. Pick any of these guys that have these unbelievable resumes. Does Chris Bryant look like those guys to you? Because right now he doesn't look like that guy to me. I, I see a guy who at the plate looks like he's lunging at baseballs. I see a guy who's getting beat on 92-mile-an-hour fastballs. Again, love him, great kid, very good baseball player. But generational baseball player that I'm going to pay $350 million to? No shot, not right now. Cap, I was of the belief that Joe Madden is, uh, sure, he's, he's working on uh, playing out the string contract-wise. I thought that, you know, there's no way that they're going to let this guy get away. He brought a World Series title uh, to Chicago for that. He's, 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 uh, he's going to be a guy that gets to, you know, uh, write his own ticket. When it's time to go, Joe, Joe Madden's going to be the one that makes that decision. I was completely wrong. I, I, I see a guy that he almost looks as like he's resigned to his fate. I'm now convinced that Joe Madden's tenure is going to end sometime in September or October if they make the playoffs. I don't see him coming back, Cap. I just don't. Uh, I can't disagree with you. I can't. Um, if you had said that after 2016, but look, this team right now, you can't fire 25 players. I don't think firing Joe Madden is the answer that gets things turned around. I don't. I'm a huge Joe Girardi guy. Yeah, there's where I was going to go. One of my dearest friends. We share an agent. I love the guy. But if I told you that, oh, my God, Joe Girardi just landed in Chicago. He's the new manager. Does that change this team? No, it does not. You have a different voice, mm-hmm. a different way of doing things, perhaps a more set lineup. But I don't think you look at it and go, they're fixed and they're going to win. Right. It's not like you've got a bunch of guys underperforming. Like, I look at the outfield and I go, Albert Almora, great kid. He's a fifth outfielder. Fifth outfielder. Doesn't run well. Doesn't hit well. He's a very solid defender. And he's as slow as molasses. I cannot believe how slow this guy looks. He used to, this is a guy that tagged up in the 10th inning in the Game (laughs) 7 of the World Series. And I'm like, wow, that was an astute, solid play. Where did the wheels go? Mm -hmm. He looks terrible. Okay, so that's one. Second base, black hole right now. Uh, defensively, and again, Left I know field. he's an all-star. I'm just being honest. Defensively, Contreras looks terrible. Mm-hmm. Terrible. We've seen throws into the outfield. We've seen countless balls in the dirt that he doesn't block because he doesn't get his glove in the right position. I'm going to throw this out to you guys, and I said it on my radio show on Wednesday. If I'm the Cubs, and I'm like, i got to get more offense. And I don't have bullets to go trade for this guy. And that, Why not put Wilson Contreras in the outfield? Put Wilson Contreras in, and then you won't have a great defensive outfield. I get it. But Wilson Contreras out in the outfield, maybe if you moved Schwarber in a deal. You put Wilson Contreras in left. You put Chris Bryant in right. 
You put Jason Hayward in center. You put David Bodie at third. Okay, now I've got some different bats because now i got Victor Caratini's bat behind the plate, and I go get myself a backup catcher, which is a lot cheaper. Contreras is not an elite defender. Elite arm, elite passion, elite offense. But he's not like, oh, my God, the best pitch framer. Everyone has said that, that he's not very good at that. So why not get his bat in the lineup? And for people questioning it, he did play a ton in left field in 2016. They put him out there all the time. So it's not out of something, you know, the norm of something he's done. So they've got to be creative. They All solutions have to be on the table. Or if they truly believe this season cannot end in a championship, do the right thing and trade certain guys and get back what you can. Well, Cap, if we get to July the 31st, and the roster for the most part is the same. None of the core guys are gone. There's been no uh, big shakeup in that locker room. How how will the uh, fan base in Chicago react? I mean, they're right now, they, if they win their next seven games, they'll get to 500 in, in, in uh, a 54-game span. This team is playing terrible right now. If they don't do anything, Cap, what message is being sent? They do nothing, and the trade deadline comes, and it's just a cosmetic, hey, we got you guys, you know, a middle reliever. Uh, the message is we're just going to play this thing out. I just don't see them doing that. I think Theo is smart enough. This guy's brilliant. I think Theo and Jed are either going to do one of two things. If they truly believe that they can win the World Series, hey, guys, we can win the World Series with this team. They're good enough. We can get it done. Then they're going to go out and they're going to roll the dice and they're going to go get whoever that guy is in their offense and they're going to go add an elite left-handed arm and they will take a shot at it. If they say, it's not going to happen, guys. We tried. We gave you an extra year after last year's flame out in the Mm -hmm. second half. We are going to move on and retool. Theo doesn't want to end up in 2021 and not have taken another shot at winning and then leave here when his contract's up. That's not who this guy is. He's competitive as all get out. Well, then you've got to look and go, okay, what can I trade that a contender would give me something for? Well, Pedro Strope's going to have value, I can tell you. People are always looking for bullpen arms. You're going to get something really, really good. Steve Ciszek will get you something there. I mean, you've got some pieces. Do you trade Jose Quintana? He's a if you can. He's a lefty. You, you, if you can get something fairly solid, but if you put a deal together with a team that's in the race and said, okay, you guys need a DH, you also need a left-handed starter, you need a reliever, let's make a big deal mm-hmm. and give me an elite prospect. The New York Yankees had the guts and the foresight to look in the mirror in 2016 and go, Yes, we're the Yankees. No, we don't ever do this, but we are. Right. They traded Andrew Miller. They traded Araldis Chapman. And guess what? Gliber Torres and all the pieces they got back, that's the best team in baseball. Lingering over all of this is Addison Russell. Is it just time to part ways? You're going to get pennies on the dollar. For all intents and purposes, you might have to even give him away for a bag of balls. But with, with just the lingering frustration from Cubs fans, bringing him back. What has happened here? Is it just time to cut bait? And, and maybe that'll lift a cloud over this team. Um, I don't know if there's a cloud internally, but certainly from the seats we all sit in, mm-hmm. externally kind of helicoptering over the wreckage that is the Cubs right now. Yeah, it's just a bad vibe. Like, I respect, and I think I've said this to you guys many times, I respect the fact 
that Theo and Jed and Tom Ricketts all said, we're going to help save not just a baseball player, but a person. We want to make him a better person and help his ex-wife make sure that their child is in a good place. Mm -hmm. And Addison's going to learn to be a better husband, teammate, father, human being, all of it. I get it. But I think you've done that enough's enough. I would just move him out of here and just say, you know what? We're going to give him a fresh start. Because right now, all the vibes around this team, whether it was not spending in the offseason or Addison Russell or Joe Madden didn't get an extension or the team is 20 and 27 and everyone's like, well, this team's in big trouble. Like, there's no positive story. No. You name me a positive story. Jason Hayward. I'll give you a uh, Jason Hayward might be it. Yeah. Jason Hayward might be the positive story of the season. Mm-hmm. And people go, okay, he's hitting 270. He makes $184 million. <laughs> That's a fair I point. Can't where they're coming from. Yeah. But for me, he's had a hell of a year. Yeah, no doubt about it. How, how much is it going to hurt if we get to, you know, because this afternoon, Dylan Cease uh, toes the rubber for the, uh, for the White Sox for the first time. We know what Jimenez has done we, and can do and are looking forward. And yet, Quintana, who we spoke about earlier, he'll pitch tomorrow night. He's been terrible. This is salt in the wound if Cease goes out today and has a good outing. Um, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. He's going to be a good player. I think so, too. Barring injury, he's going to be good. So I don't think anybody, you know, if people are going to get upset because he goes out and pitches well, they better get ready for it because he is going to pitch well. Whether it's against Detroit on Wednesday or it's a month from Dylan Cease is going to be an impactful major league pitcher for the Chicago White Sox. And that's just a fact. It just is what it is, and they're going to have to deal with it. And that's why everyone says, well, why can't these two teams make trades? Well, I'm telling you why they can't make trades, because they're going to have to hear this now for 10 years. Theo may be out of here, but the Cubs as a whole are going to have to hear, yeah, Lloyd Jimenez just hit another home run. Oh, Dylan Cease just got another win. You just don't need that type of grief. You know what I mean? Yeah. Say, Cap, one more on the pitching front. Kellen Ray down here with the Iowa Cubs pitching well, a native Iowan. Is he in the plans at all? He's still working his way back and coming back off of big Tommy John surgery. But 29 years old, started his career very well with San Diego. Is he a guy if Alzale doesn't work out, you don't want to go back to Chatwood and injuries continue with the staff, that Ray would be a guy that gets a shot up there? Uh, I would think everything is on the table because – Cole Hamels they're going to be exceptionally careful mm-hmm. with, and they need him if they're going to be playing October-November baseball, and Cole has to be healthy or they really have no chance because he's been their best starter prior to this injury. So, yeah, I would think he would definitely be in play. That's one. Two, they also signed this kid, Danny Holston, who was a very high draft pick and dealt with some failed expectations and some injuries. So they've got to find all op- all hands on deck to try and fix this rotation. Last thing for you, Cap. Your troll level on Twitter last night was spectacular. I got it. I, I had a, a vision of you just a big smile on your face when you tweeted out, "Which Cubs position pitcher will pitch tonight?" Question mark. Don't forget the Scalzo is unavailable. That uh, that that's a ten out of ten trolling right there, Cap. Yeah, thanks. I had fun doing that one. I. You have to learn to just laugh. Yeah. We're sitting there, and look, I love my job. I told you guys a million times, I don't work for a living. I talk sports. Right. There are people listening to your fine show right now. They have to get up every day, and they've got to go to work, and they got to go to a job they may not love. 
It's all sports. In the greatest city in the world, get paid well to do it. It's awesome. Boy, oh boy, when we get a two-hour rain delay and mm. we know the Cubs are getting their head kicked in and they're not going to probably come back in the game, I had to have some fun on social media. You certainly did. Cap, great stuff. Enjoy the fourth. We'll talk to you a week from today. Thank you, pal. I look forward to it, boys, anytime. Yeah, good to talk to you. David Kaplan brought to us by our friends at Centurion Stone. Centurion Stone, Iowa's best selection of stone veneer. Check them out online, Centurion Stone of Iowa. There's a link right in the middle of their homepage. Tell us about your project. Uh, you get you started right there. Uh, CenturionStoneofIowa.com. The showroom is at 5525 Northeast 22nd Street in Des Moines. Should tell you that they will be closed uh, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday this week as they and their staff celebrate uh, the Independence Day long weekend. Centurion Stone of Iowa makes it possible for us to speak with Cappy on a weekly basis. So, uh, Trent Condon, yeah, a lot of stuff thrown out there. Does mm-hmm. anything mean more to any of the any realistic moves that you could see them making? I kind of like the. You know the C check or the strope, and some team's going to need a left-handed starter, and you you put maybe a C check and a Cantana, and I don't know a Descalzo or somebody. I don't know what that's going to get. I don't right. think it's going to get you a guy that's going to help you this year. But maybe this is a team that's. He made a great point about the Yankees. 2016, mm-hmm. they waved the flag. Look where they are. Yes. Look where they were last year. They were back very quickly. Maybe Cappy's on to something here. Their rebuild made sense. They weren't in the middle though of a pennant race. They were not at the time. No, but they were still the Yankees. Yeah, but you're eight, ten bet games back. Mm-hmm. This team's a game back. Mm-hmm. You can't sell, boy. I don't know. You can't sell. I don't I, know. This next three weeks is going to be. Um, now, you, if we pay if, attention, if it's July 29th, then they're all of a sudden five and a half back. Okay, different conversation. Mm-hmm. But if we're still in the We've same spot. We've seen teams five out, five out yes. sell before many yes. times. The White Sox were a big one. Remember yes. that with Remember Kenny Remember the Cardinals a couple years yes. ago. They, yeah, they, yeah. Went and, uh, they had a fire sale. The Twins bought and then sold within a week. Great point. Great point. Um, <laughs> and they went on to get the wild card two years ago. Uh, you have faith in uh, Darvish tonight? No. Quintana tomorrow? No. They're off on Friday, which is weird. Weird. And then really? they, they had the White Sox uh, and the uh, Cubbies will play a two-game series. Uh, Saturday and Sunday to end the first half of the regular season. I'm pretty sure I saw that. Let me make sure. I thought I'm pretty sure I'm right. Off on Friday. Now, off on Friday. Yeah. The Yankees and Red Sox were off last Friday. Well, that made sense because they're traveling to right. London. No, the uh, the White Sox and the Cubs are both off on Friday before they'll get down to it at a guaranteed rate field uh, to end the first half. John Lester versus Giolito on Saturday. Whew, that's pretty darn mm-hmm. good. And then to uh, finish the first half of the regular season, what do we got? Uh, we've got an undecided for the Cubs against Lopez. No Hendricks. Sunday night baseball. Well, it's, it's, I think it's going to be Hendricks. Yep. You know what? The rain delay was kind of a silver lining, I thought, honestly. Sure. He pitched okay. Yeah. I missed some spots, but for rehab, I think it was, what, 55 pitches? Mm-hmm. Uh, that wasn't bad. Anyways, uh, big spot for the Cubbies tonight. Uh, Cincinnati took care of the Brewers in extra innings last night. We will take a break, but you know what we're going to do right now? We're going to open up the phone lines, back up. Um, it's time to give away Claxon's Barbecue. There's mm-hmm. no local programming tomorrow or on Friday, so right now we're going to give you an opportunity to win some barbecue from Claxon's. We'll take the first four callers right now at 284 Nine six six. On the other side, we'll give you four questions. You give us four answers. The winner will get a $35 gift certificate. The runner-up gets 25 Miller and Condon back to finish up a Wednesday edition on Des Moines Sports Station 1460. If tomorrow all the things were gone and work 
my life And I had to start again With just my children Always made a lot of money with the song Yes, I think he is his only song. Lee Greenwood, go to the concert. When is, are you going to the concert? No. Is it, are you expect you, one song. This is it. Yeah, really. Uh, all right, let's give away some Claxton's Barbecue. We should have played Whitney Houston's anthem. That, uh, to me... You love that oh, one. Oh, my God. It's your anthem. Hair on my arms. Crazy. She was so... And I don't care that it was lip-synced. I really don't. It was At the time. Unbelievable. At the time. Where the country was, yes. right? Just in uh, the Iraqi War, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, Buffalo and who? Giants. Yeah, Buffalo and the Jinskies. In Tampa? Correct. Or, yeah. Nailed it. 1991? It was. I think it was. Boy, yeah. that's such a great, great... We're not going to have time to play it, are we? No. Uh, let's get Jim in here. We're going to go away. Claxton's Barbecue. We will give you four props. You give us four answers. If you get the most right, you'll get a $35 gift certificate. The runner-up gets 25 Claxton's Barbecue in Altoona. Doing business over 20 years. Hello, Jim. How are you? Good, guys. Happy 4th of July and happy 243rd birthday, America. Indeed. Yes. Uh, well said. All right, here's uh, question one. Over under five and, a half, five and a third innings tonight for you, Darvish. Never liked the signing, so I'm going to go under. And that seems like a pretty good bet. Over under, the winner of the hot dog contest will eat 70 and a half dogs. 70 and a half? 70 and a half is the total. Over or under for the winner? I'm going under. Over. Over. He's gone over the last two out of the last three years. Um, well, Alex did you Morgan. Watch the show last night? I didn't. Did you? It was okay. Was it? <laughs> Couldn't find anything else to watch? Nope. <laughs> gotcha. It's on my DVR. <clears throat> I'll get to it. Uh, will Alex Morgan score in the final, Jim? Well, who? Alex Morgan, the captain of the U.S. Oh, women. Uh, yes. Uh, Rangers twins this weekend. Who will win the series? Where's it at? Uh, in Minneapolis. Give me the Twinkies. All right. Here's the tiebreaker. Closest without going over. It's only a two-game series. Cubs-White Sox. How many home runs will be hit? Both teams. Closest without going over. Seven. Seven. Jim, have a good weekend. Thank you. Thank you. Good to talk to you. Shane is next. Hello, Shane. Hello. Uh, over under Darvish. Five and a third. Uh, let's go over. Uh, over under. Seven and a half dogs consumed by the winner. Over. Will Alex Morgan score in the final? No. Rangers Twins, who wins the series? Uh, let's take uh, the Twinkies. All right. Home runs this weekend. Two-game set. Cubs at White Sox. Um, two. Two. Thank you, Shane. Appreciate it. Enjoy your long weekend. Uh, Eric is next. Eric, welcome to the program. How are you? Good. How are you today? Good. Over under tonight for Darvish. Five and a third. Over. Seventy and a half dogs consumed by the winner. Under. Alex Morgan, does she score in the final? Yes. Rangers twins this weekend. Who will win the three-game series? We're going to go Rangers. Closest without going over. Cubs, White Sox, home runs in the two-game series this weekend. Six. Six. Thanks, Eric. Enjoy the weekend. Yep. And uh, Aaron wraps up Claxons for another week. Hi, Aaron. How are you? Good, how are you? Doing fine, thank you for asking. Over, under, five and a third for Darvish. I'm going to go under. Seventy and a half dogs for the winner in the, what's that called? Nathan's Hot Nathan's Dog Contest. contest. Disgusting. Yes, it yeah. is. Uh, <laughs> I'm going over. I, hate, I hope he lives by himself. Can you imagine the next day in that toilet? Oh, boy. Uh, well, I'm sorry, what did you say you're going under? 
Over. Over. Thank you, uh, Aaron. Yep. Uh, Alex Morgan, does she score in the final? No. Rangers twins, who will win the series? I'm going to go Rangers. Okay. And uh, home runs this weekend is our tiebreaker. Closest without going over. Cubs, White Sox will combine to hit how many? Three. Three. Aaron, thank you. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Appreciate you all participating. Good props this week. We got even action on three of the four. Did we? And we didn't have one that that. ran the table. That's what we like to see. Absolutely. We're putting the numbers out there properly. So what if you Darvish pitches five and a third? Push. Push. Okay. Yeah, that's what we have to do, right? Right. Even if he faces a batter and he doesn't get past him. Five and a fourth. Yeah, <laughs> then he would have got to see that very. Rubber. Yeah, that's true. I guess we could have. Well, we—that's the way we did it. Five and a third. Do you think he pitches more than five no. and a third? No, no. I, I, I give them. I don't have, give them any hope tonight. I don't. I just this team, boy, they're they're frustrating. You're going to look back ten, fifteen years. What should have been? This window was wide open. How did this team only win one? Remember saying this about the Bravos of the nineties? Yes, I do. No doubt. This could be this team. All right, Murph and Andy today at two. The Fanatics at 4. Then no local programming tomorrow. Same goes for Friday. But on Saturday, the Saturday morning pregame show will be on the air. Emery Songer and Sean Roberts, let me do this real quick. They will be at the Des Moines Rugby Club Toys for Tots Sevens Tournament. They'll be broadcasting live from there 8 until 10. Monday rolls around. We'll do it all again. The rush will start it off. Have a wonderful weekend. Be safe, Trent. You have a good uh, time up in the Twin Cities. Thank you. With you and yours, we will talk to you on Monday. Murph and Andy at 2. Thanks for being with us. Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO.